Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. But you need to go to a church somewhere. But you've got to be obedient and show that you're playing the long game. These people won't go to the body of Christ. They will not assemble with other believers because they think it's too hard. I don't want to do it. I want to live my life the way I want to, and I don't want anybody telling me i got to live any different, so I won't go to a church. Or if they do, they're in there for just a few weeks, just barely long enough for somebody to get to really know them, and then they pop back out again. Because they want to they want to hide their sins. They want to hide it. And they don't want to be convicted. And the longer you're around people, mm-hmm. the more likely you're going to get found out. So they leave, and they just don't want to be accountable. They'd rather do it their own way. I hear these people, I gave my life to Jesus, so I'm good. Well, the fact is, if you gave your life to Jesus and called him Lord, that means he's the boss. Now, you open up Hebrews 10, and it says, God commands you, assemble with the body of believers. Well, I don't have to because blah, blah, blah. Well, you just justified disobedience to the God that you claimed you gave your life to. And that doesn't add up. If I don't buy it, you think God buys it? Mm-mm. No. So they're not thinking about long term. and. They're not thinking about digging in deep to the eternal things of the Lord because they have no discipline in their walk. They're not a disciple. They're usually the same ones who wonder why their kids misbehave and act up and they can't get them under control. Well, you're not under control. Well, you're not under control either. Yeah. What do you expect? They're going to exactly. end up, they're basically copying Exactly. You. They become little copycats. People, uh, most parents that I realize, they don't realize that the kids are actually very much copycats. You learn more about yourself when you have a toddler. Because oh, you realize yeah. that that's a mini you, and you got to fix yourself before you can fix the little the mini you. The other day, our grandson Reed he came into my office and he saw a flashlight that was up high on my uh, work desk here, and he decided he wanted it, and uh, I decided he's not going to get it. <laughs> yeah, but he started negotiating with me at three years old. He said, "Well, I, I, didn't we give him something before?" And he decided he, had he played didn't. with it before. Okay, he, but he said, didn't want the other flashlight. Uh, another flashlight, and he said, "He at three years old, people." He said this. He said, "I changed my mind. I decide I want that one instead." And I'm like, "No." And he tried to. I thought saying less is saying more, and so yes. I just said, "No, I'm not going to battle." And he kept on. He kept on. I wanted. I wanted. I changed my mind. I should have it. At three, amazing. <laughs> and I said, no, just no. I said, nope, and that's going to be the end of it. The more you mess with me, the more I'm yeah. going to say no. And then he left. I'm like, ah, oh, kids. And the God goes, you know, you used to do the same way with me. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, sometimes you still do. I want this. I want that. And God, you have to give it to me. And when you don't get it, you start negotiating with me on why I have to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Yeah. So you had just said you learn more about yourself yes. by being around kids. I think this is why God lets us be parents. Yes. Instead, you know, God could have dumped all of humanity on the earth all at the same time. Right. And we could have all been the exact same age and we would have never learned like this. And I think that 
we have a lot to understand from the Lord God as a father from our children. And it teaches us to play the long mm-hmm. game because you can't just kick them out on the street just because they throw a tantrum. Right. You can't do that. You have to maintain your commitment. You have to assemble with them. Create a relationship. You've got to spend yeah. time with them. You're going to get to know them, and they are going to get to know you, and they are going to learn your mm-hmm. character, and you're going to teach your character into them. Yes. That's what God wants of his believers. He expects you to learn his character, Mimic the and he expects you to follow it. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy down here on earth, but he will bless it. When you think about Ruth, I want to follow your God. He's got to be doing better than this Moabite wahoo I got over here. And for those of you in up north, if I said a bad word saying wahoo, I didn't intend to do it because I'm not from the north and I don't mean that. But anyway, I hope it wasn't. (laughs) I told Anna when we did this podcast, we're just going to wing it today. Yes. And we are. It's fun. So, But we're supposed to mimic the Father. Like you were saying, just as we want our children, we should be living such a disciplined relationship lifestyle to display to our children to follow we're supposed to be doing that with the father god we're supposed to be mimicking him because you know jesus said i do what my father does we're supposed to be doing what our father does and how can you do what the father's does if you refuse to obey him right and did jesus take the easy way out jesus didn't jesus, oh, he went to the cross for exactly us. he didn't take the easy way out and another thing friend you should be reading the bible to know what he expects of you and that's yes. where i'm going to finally hit the bible with you in philippians 3 and 12 where Paul talked about pressing towards the goal. He says uh, in verse 12, not that I've already attained or am already perfected. He's saying, it's not that I'm Mr. Perfect Man here. He says, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. See, he put it in us. Mm-hmm. We, he, we turn it back and copy it. And verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. In other words, I'm not talking like I have it all. He says, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I think Paul was an athlete when he says, I press for the prize. You know, when you run a race, you don't just get out there and walk ho-hum. You press. Right. You run. You try to run faster than everybody else. That is pressing. He said, I press toward the goal. And in this case, in eternity, it's a long-term goal. When people flake out, people are in, people are out. They're in church. They're out of church. They're godly one minute, not godly the next minute. You press. And it's it's like Paul said, it's not that I've attained, not that I'm perfect, and I've got it all, and I'm Mr. Perfection here. He goes, but I do press. I do push for it. Now, he said I press toward the goal. He he didn't say I slide, like sliding down a muddy hill, right. which is fun, by the way, unless yes. you cut yourself up. But he didn't slide downhill. He says, I'm pressing, and he said it is an upward call. It's pressing upward. So, okay, we're running a race, but now we're running a race uphill. Right. Guys, this ain't easy. No, and and there's not here on earth. There's not necessarily a trophy or a blue ribbon. Sometimes you have to run that race, knowing that at the end, it seemingly there's no price, but there is because that God says our he- our treasures are in heaven. We are supposed to have. That's what eternity is going to be is our treasure and our prize up there. Which is is my exact next verse in Yay. Matthew six nineteen. Do not. 
It doesn't say it's okay if you do sometime. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and can steal it. But lay up for yourselves treasures that are in heaven because neither moth nor rust can destroy it and thieves can't break in and steal it. For wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, you can definitely tell where somebody's heart is because that's their treasure. And have you ever seen a kid with a new video game that loved it? Oh, yes. That's all I want to do and okay, be sleeping. But you tell them to vacuum the house. What do they do? Uh, in just a minute. Just a minute. Or they, they don't want to do it. Or, uh, yes. or something like that. But if you ask them, you want to play that video game? What, what then? Oh, now we're excited and yeah, we're joyful. And they'll do it for hours. Yes. Will they vacuum for hours? I wish. <laughs> no. Well, basically, they're demonstrating through their behavior where their treasure's at. Right. And they're friends, free. those of you that say, I believe in Jesus and I gave my life to him, but you're not demonstrating in your walk that your treasure really is in him. You don't read the Bible. You don't go to assemble with the body of believers like Hebrews 10 commands. You don't pray. You don't pray for others. You hate your enemies instead of love them. You're doing all the things wrong, but oh, by God, I gave my life to Jesus. You're, you're demonstrating where your treasure is. Your treasure's on you and not the Lord. Right, right. I was just thinking, I mean, the enemy does the long run. The enemy doesn't take it easy. When he goes after somebody, he goes after somebody. He doesn't just stop and give up. That's a continuous battle battle there that you can't give up. You have to be the, do the long, the, the long way, the long run. Anna, you remember when I left my career? Oh, yeah. I was in radio for yes. 20 some odd years, and uh, I had made more money. I did better. I had some title. I had position. Right. And I left it. Well, it seemed too hard to follow the call of God to go into ministry and be a pastor because, you know, it's a little church plant. It wasn't a big, huge, well-established, multimillion-dollar budget megachurch. It was starting a new one. Right. And there's just not much money to be seen in that. Well, that was how long ago? How long ago was that? Uh, what, about seven years? Se- seven or eight years? Yeah. Are we doing okay? Yeah, absolutely. We're doing probably better now than we yeah. did. Like I just said, we just had the whole house redone with siding all the way around, plus a new roof. And a door and foundation work. I mean, we're doing okay. Yes. We're not we're not rich, but we're not hurting. Right. The Lord's providing. Our needs are met. Exactly. And the Lord's providing. But I had to leave my career. I yes. had to leave all that I knew and go somewhere completely different. Ruth did that. She had to yes. leave everything she knew. It wasn't working out quite as well as she had to go somewhere else. Well, Lord, what if I can't make the rent? Lord, what if I don't have enough money to eat? He gave her all that. Yes. He provided he met- every bit yes. of it. And some of you friends, you're playing the short game, and that's why you're scared. Yes. That's why you're hurt. You're scared and you're hurt because you will not trust in the Lord enough. You think he can't pull it off to go play the long game. And, and you know what? And when you said that hurt and all that, I spent six years of praying because I, I knew there was something wrong. I, I, I knew that because I got to the point where I couldn't even eat without being in so much pain. And... So I prayed six years until the Lord started telling me, you have to change your diet. You have to give up certain foods and you have to put new foods and there in. there went that cheesecake. Yeah, exactly. Well, everything. Anything, but it's certainly everything. not chocolate. Well, it, if it's special chocolate, I can't even eat oh, just any. Oh, special chocolate. Special Where's chocolate. the special cheesecake at? At Kroger. Oh, they have it. Yes. How come I don't see you eating it? Because it's so expensive. I only buy it on special occasions. Or you hide it from me. Nope. <laughs> only on special occasions. It's too expensive. And that was the other part is I had to really budget because the foods I have to eat, it's not, it's not the easy food, so it's not cheap. But that's part of that. What you were talking about is making that decision 
and just continuing on, even though there is no end. It's not like I can do this for a few years and quit. There is no end. If you if you eat the wrong stuff, and Anna, whenever she orders, she always says uh, to the waitress, I'm sorry, I'm going to be that person. Yes. Because you can't eat so many certain things and you got to ask questions, but you're playing the long game because yes. you want to be fit. Yes. And I don't want you to have to, I don't want you to suffer. What type of wife am I going to be if I'm laying on the ground sick because I'm so sore and in pain? Well, I, and then again, I was overweight and I, my knee yes. hurt and my back hurt and everything. So I, I decided to play the long game, lost the weight. And uh, thank you, Coach Corey. But anyway, my health coach, uh, anyway, I ended up getting better and everything's mm-hmm. not hurting as much. And I mean, but I had to play the long game. Right. And you can't just go back. You you know, no. it's forever. And I got off the plan for a little bit and it started the weight started coming back just a little bit. And I started feeling it and I thought, I do not like this. Right. I don't want to go back where I was. Exactly. Friend, if you'll repent and if you'll really give your life to Jesus instead of justifying that you did and still playing the short game your own way, but give it to Jesus and start thinking about matters of eternity instead of matters of yourself, then you will find out you'll never want to go back. Ruth didn't. Ruth didn't turn around and go back. In fact, not only did she not go back, but she made a new life where she was with a husband and had a baby. So look at that. Um, what What are you waiting on? I guess that's what I'm asking now, friend. What are you waiting on? Are you waiting for something? I mean, obviously you're waiting for a change. It hadn't happened yet. When are you going to give your life to Jesus? When is that going to happen? Anna, you look like you had a Bible verse you were about to go into. So why don't we hit that? Because I don't want to. This is our first podcast together, so we're not used to interacting. So it looked like she had something to say. Well, it was just when we were talking about that, you know, um, it's also a, our journey is also, we have an enemy. And Timothy was reminding us that you, therefore, this is Second uh, Timothy 2, 3, you, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There is nothing comfortable about that verse. There's nothing easy about that verse. And endure suggests a very long time. And so this is not when we're when we're following Jesus and we're living for Jesus, it is not a moment by moment thing. It is a lifestyle and it continues until the Lord calls you home. We're either called up or called home. It's a lifestyle. You know, Jacob had to work 14 years before he could marry that girl. Uh, he had to work yeah. a long time to get yes. her. And that, that's the long game, friends. Yes. Uh, the I was talking to somebody about dropping weight the other day. He asked, how do you do it? And I said, well, you get on the plan. He goes, well, how am I not prisoner to this plan? Forever, And I'm like, that's definitely been a thought of mine. Well, see, by the time you drop all the weight that you wanted to lose, you should by that time learn what to eat, what not to eat, how much to eat, how how to not go eat too much, drink lots and lots of water. Uh, you should know that. It should have been a lifestyle change. You don't have to keep paying into this plan forever and ever and ever. You're supposed to, it's supposed to alter your way of thinking. That's what the Lord taught me. When I got, because I'm like, why did you let me, why did I have to pray for six years? And he told me two things. One is because when I looked back, I didn't want to go back. I felt so good. I didn't want to go back. And he said, that's our walk with the, when you walk with me, you're going to love walking with me so much that when you look at your past, you're going to be thinking, nope, I don't want to go back to that past because I love where I'm at now. And so you have to think different to get there. Yes. And the Bible says, friends, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes. Uh, If you're saved already, so let's say I've already given my life to Christ. I'm in a church and things just ain't working. It's not over with when you get saved. It has to be a lifestyle change, transformed by the renewing of your mind. He didn't say be transformed by the renewing of your spirit because Christ already did that. 
Christ renewed your spirit. Mm -hmm. Now you have to follow suit and listen to what the spirit is telling you instead of the me first uh, is telling you. The sin nature is telling you, and you've got to be transformed. You got to think different. A you got to start a new, be a new creation. Also, by thinking, yes, like a new creation. You got to. Yes. You have to think. What Lord God do you want me to do? Don't just say the words Jesus, your Lord, and like their little magic little spell, and go off and do what you want to, and have no transformation at all. First off, your spirit didn't get remade new. Therefore, your mind is not going to be altered to think different either. When I wanted to lose that weight. I had to eat drift different. I had to drink different. Right. I had to do a lot of things different. Well, I want to get off the plan now because I don't want to keep paying into this. That's fine. But as soon as I stopped eating that way and stopped drinking that way, the problem started coming back. Right. So I thought, you know what? I better get back to the way I was. And friends, when you play the short game, maybe you played the long game, thought about things, matters of eternity, thought about things of longer set goals. And you and it worked well, but lately you've been backsliding a little bit, and you forgot, and you're starting to put on a little more uh, spiritual dead weight. Maybe it's time for you to repent again. You got to keep with repentance every day. You don't just repent once; it's a daily lifestyle thing. Repent and get back to following the Lord God, and do the long game. The things that you thought were too hard. No, that's too hard. I can't do it. Why don't you just say, Lord God, I need to do this thing. Would you please help me? How do I do it? And charge into it with the Lord's guidance and do what you thought was impossible, because with him, it is possible. I was going to ask if I can do the butterfly analogy, because it really works in this. No, you can't. We're done. Thank you for coming, and we'll see you next time. No, go ahead. Okay, Uh, because I I like to teach this to the children, because when you look at the the invisible qualities that God talks about in the book of Romans and about being a new creation, and that's why modern-day Abigail's, we have a butterfly. Because when the butterfly begins, it starts out as most people call it a caterpillar. It's it's a worm, and it crawls around, and it munches on like milkweed and leaves and everything. Well, then it has to go through a transformation process. Now, what I found out was real interesting, and I don't teach this part to kids because they might get really upset, is that when it becomes that crystallis, it actually eats itself. It, It dies to itself because it actually, the chemicals go in there and completely transforms it out of the worm stage to become this butterfly. But it has to eat itself first. Then it when it emerges out of the cocoon, it now has these wings that it has to flap, it has to dry, it has to get the chemicals in there so it can fly. That butterfly cannot go back to walking around because if it did, it's either going to get eaten or squished. So it now it has to fly. Now it has to drink flower nectar. And the only way it's going to get to a flower nectar is by flying. He can't become a caterpillar again because he won't be able to, he, he'll be dead real quick. Caterpillars become butterflies. Yes. And live like butterflies. Butterflies do not go back to being a caterpillar right. and living like a caterpillar. Because it can't. It can't. Friends, your heart should be inclined yes. towards Jesus. If you gave your life to Jesus the way you claim you have, then where's the proof? Where are your treasures? Because it is going to be adamantly, it's going to be so bluntly obvious yes. to everybody watching you. The kid, you want to vacuum? No. You want to play video games? Yes. It's going to be obvious as that on who you really are following yourself or the false God you made up, or the Lord God. Don't think you're fooling anybody. Right. If you want to get real and be genuine, an authentic disciple of Messiah Jesus, 
then you need to give your life to him and follow him and stop thinking of all those impossible things that they can't be done. You have basically limited God into an I can't do it God. Right. And he can do it. Anna, for those that are listening that they want to be transformed and maybe they haven't thought about it like this and maybe it's time for them to flip the switch and give their life to Jesus, what do they need to know to get get right with him? Well, first they have to understand that they have to, to repent, that for all have sinned and fallen short of the repent glory of God. Repent basically means turn around. Yes. Stop and, doing it the old way. And they have to understand that the wages of sin is death. They earn death, but God offers the gift of eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. The way you're going is going to kill you. Right. And it's not just a physical death, it's an eternal death. So you have to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead. And what does that mean to confess him, Lord? What does that really mean? That really means that I'm going to serve you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to get rid of my old life and do what you asked me to do. When you get a new job, you get a new boss. Yes. And the boss is going to tell you to do things the old boss may not have ever told you to do. And if you don't do what that boss says, you really never got under his authority, did you? No, exactly. But if the boss says, I want you to sweep the floor, well, that's not my job description. Well, it it is now. Right. It is today. (laughs) Sweep the floor. You will sleep the you will sweep the floor. Yes. Because you've got a boss telling you to do different things than what you were used to doing. And so, friends, what I'm saying is if you're not obeying the Lord God, then he is not your Lord. Right. Right. You, you just said Lord as a magic wand moment, but you didn't confess him in your in your life. You didn't I, I had a friend that uh, I remember it was the first day of high school, and this was back in the eighties. And he was regular dude one year, but the next year when we finally got back on the first day of school, he had spiked colored hair. He had these colorful hello clothes that were just, I mean, he, he was punked out, notice man. Notice me, notice he me. He was punked out. And I said, dude, what's up? He goes, I'm trying to make a statement, I'm trying to make a statement. And I said, well, what's your statement? Why don't you just say it instead of wearing all this <laughs> stuff? And you know what he said? He says, you got to watch me to see my statement. And I thought, wow, friends, can people know your statement just by looking at you? Or do you have to try to convince them with your justifications? Do you walk the walk? Are you really doing it? Where your treasure mm-hmm. is, your heart's going to show it, definitely. Anna, would yes. you invite people on how they uh, can tell people how they can invite Jesus, how they can be saved right now? First, you have to admit that you're a sinner. You have to uh, agree that you know that you've sinned and you are going against the Lord. So we can pray about this, can't we? Yes. So let's do that. Abba, Father, Holy One of Israel, the great I am, the maker of heaven and earth. Lord, we ask that you would just hear the prayers of those who are listening. Lord, and if this is the first time that they are asking for the Jesus to enter their hearts, we ask that they would pray to you, that you would forgive them of all their sins, that they would recognize that they are a sinner and that they have fallen short that they want a relationship with Jesus. And the only way to get it is by confessing the Lord Jesus is their confessing that Jesus is the Lord and that they believe in their hearts that he was raised from the dead, that he went to the cross, that he died, and that he rose again from the grave so that he could defeat death. So, Lord, just hear the cries and hear the prayers, even if it's a simple prayer of Jesus, I don't know you, but I want to. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And this is another reason why I say you are not worthless, you are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Well, Anna, that was a good podcast. Do we we got any chocolate left in the pantry? Yeah, we do. But I'm not really supposed to have it, am I? Uh, Uh, You're going to make me play the long game, aren't you? Yeah, sorry. Oh, shoot. Okay.
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.